Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Dig, man, there goes Mac the Knife. That was Mac the Knife from Louis Armstrong. Good morning. This is Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, here on Jazz FM. What is Jazz Shapers, I hear you ask? It is the place, of course, if you are in the know, where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper, or in this case this morning, two. My business shapers today are Alison and David Lee Wilson. They're married. They're partners in business, and they are the founders of the Anglesey Sea Salt Company. And for those who have culinary skills, you will know them. And for those who don't, by the end of the programme, you will know all about them and what they do. Lots coming up from them. In addition to hearing from Alison and David, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, a sumptuous mix of music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul, including new music from Thundercat, classic Ella Fitzgerald, and this from Van Morrison. When the rains came down in the hollow, playing a new game. The uplifting sound of Mr. Van Morrison with Brown Eyed Girl. Alison and David Lee Wilson are my business shapers today here on Jazz Shapers, and they are the founders of the Anglesey Sea Salt Company Limited. And I'm very happy that they're here with me. Thank you both for making the journey from the countryside it's a great pleasure thank you for asking us you're in the big smoke we are it's exciting isn't it it's very exciting <laughs> now you've david i'm going to look at you first this isn't the first business the anglesey sea salt company you you've been in business for how long on this one though what uh, this is about year 18 or so we're just coming of age with the sea salt business um, year, year 18 and i think in 2007 you sold the zoo business to focus on this one yep yeah but going back your very first business was it together yeah, it was. It was as students when we finished or were finishing at Bangor University and we wanted to stay in North Wales. And one of the ways of doing that is to create your own business. So we you started, did. we oh. grew oysters, sold seafood, grew mussels. Um, and it was bizarre we, uh, to find ourselves making a living. And we thought oysters would be eaten by posh restaurants. But very early on, we found the biggest market was the Blackpool Seafront. Um, and lads out eating, proving something, would um, eat a dozen oysters. And that led to thousands a week going uh, going up there. Did, did you think, Alison, you, you both met at university, I'm guessing? No, actually, hmm? we met each other when I was still at school. Yeah. Yes, I know. We, char- go back, we go back a long Ladies way. Ladies and gentlemen, they're childhood sweethearts. <laughs> yeah. But what made you decide to work together, or was it not like that? Was it just the thing that happened? I think we just fell into it, really, because we were students at the same university, and so we worked together then to supplement our, our grant, as David said, selling um, oysters. But um, I then trained as a teacher and briefly taught for two years. Didn't really take to it that much. 
And uh, with the birth of our first child, I joined uh, David in the uh, seafood business full time. Mm-hmm. And then, like the movie, you decided to you, you were going to open a zoo. <laughs> it wasn't, quite, wasn't, wasn't quite, quite that simple. <laughs> what was it like? What but it was. It was. There was a bizarre connection that we were selling oysters and particularly lobsters, and it was just people said, "Why aren't those lobsters red?" When we had live lobsters in tanks ready for restaurants, and that just gave us the idea that we could educate people and make a business out of it, and that's how this uh, public aquarium started. And you're going to hear lots more about simple thoughts that lead to interesting things and gaps in markets and so on and so forth. With my business shapers, stay here on Jazz Shapers, Alison and David Lee Wilson. Time for some music. This is Them Changes from Thundercat. He's an American bass player, producer and singer from Los Angeles in California. That was Them Changes, Thundercat, new music, and kind of unusual and interesting too. Um, we were talking earlier about your second business, Alison and David, and it's the, the zoo, and I just want to stay on the zoo for a moment. Um, tell me a couple of unusual things, or even one unusual thing, David, about what this zoo was, because you said good gap in the market, people didn't know the colour of lobsters, there you go, you go, hold on a second, we can do something with this. What else did you do in that many, it was many years, wasn't it, that you obviously yeah, built Yeah, it was this 23 years we ran that business, um, had 2 million visitors, but we took people above below, under, round fish, instead of just looking at fish in tanks, we involved them. And that got to a really extreme stage where I wanted to know what fish sounded like. So I had underwater microphones and gurnards, for example, make amazing grunting noises. That uh, You're going to do the noise? For a minute, <laughs> no, I thought you were going to proffer your, your, your impersonation. You're not going to do that. Good. No, no. On another occasion, I could do that, or I could find a real recording for you. But. Amazing. And how, again, when the, when the business starts to emerge in those early days, beyond the oysters, which sounds like a, a great business, but a, a full of fledgling one, the zoo becomes fully formed. How did you start to divide up who did what? Well, David did the exciting bits with the fish. He used to go out initially and catch them, um, which led to a few um, rather disappointing scenarios where he caught a load of um, mackerel at great personal cost in a boat, was seasick, etc., etc., put them in the tank, uh, which was full of bass, and the bass then ate each mackerel in turn, which was a great spectacle for our visitors, but very brief. It was a very brief show. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I ran the shop, which I enjoyed very much, and I also ran the restaurant. And this was in the days before people really cared about where their food came from, but for some reason we did, and we used to use uh, local foods, uh, local cheesemakers. Our um, milkman, who we still know today, used to deliver the milk and the eggs from his free-range chickens. His wife used to make cakes for us. It was that that type mm. of vibe. And this, as you said before, it was cool to have provenance yeah. and to have local yeah. and all yeah. that. And, and what yeah. made you want to do it like that? Was it just because needs must or was it a bit well, more? It was needs must. It was low budget to start with. So our celebrity to launch it, we got Michael Fish, the weatherman, and we paid for his B&B and his train fare. And that was it. And we invited people with fish fishy names to come and meet Michael Fish. We had a competition for the fishiest names. So we had Reverend Salmon and and the Winkles from Mould. We had a really, really... We got national publicity for that, and that led me to realise the importance of um, PR, or cheap PR, if you can get it. Um, 
And that humour, is it a big part of... I mean, that sounds fun, but it's also got a business end, a business goal to it. Is that because you're both just those kind of people or because it was purely... it was working? I think one of one of the things we've always tried to do is have fun when we're running mm. businesses. You know, we throw parties for the staff. Um, and in fact, one of our um, tenants of our mission statement is to have fun, isn't it? Yeah. Because so, if, if yeah. you don't, you just don't want to get out you of bed You might as well morning. work for somebody else. And yeah. if you can work for yourself, you might as well enjoy life yeah. as well. And most of the time you can do that. Although working for yourself, sometimes the highs are really high, but the lows can be low as well. Mm. But if you focus on having fun and being positive, you can be. Stay with me for much more from my business shapers. They're Alison and David Lee Wilson. They're the founders of the Anglesey Sea Salt Company. Latest travel is come up in a couple of minutes. But before that, some words of wisdom, I hope, from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Hi, my name's Nadim Mir and I'm a partner at Mishkondorea in the private equity team. A key thing to be thinking about if you are looking to raise funds is, given that it is maybe less difficult than it used to be to raise the money, if you do have a good growth story, then actually you are in a pretty good position to maybe be a bit more choosy as to who you partner with. Um, And I think a, a key thing to remember is that when you go into this relationship with an investor or group of investors, you do need to see it as very much like a relationship it is effectively a marriage of sorts and obviously we know the best sorts of marriages tend to be the ones where both sides uh, go in with their eyes open um, and they're both supportive parties to uh, to the marriage um, and where people think they can work well together so it's not necessarily about the party that's going to leave you with the most equity or the one with the biggest checkbook it's about the party who you are going to get on well with, work well with, and hopefully, and say, live happily ever after with. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, I get the chance to talk to shapers in the world of business. People are really doing fantastic things, whether it's making sea salt beautiful and putting, helping chefs identify where it goes, or whether it's building houses or even setting up restaurants. The whole gamut of human life and business life is here, hopefully. If you've missed any programmes, uh, go onto iTunes, put in the words Jazz and Shapers, and you'll find a whole host of people there. And if you don't fancy doing that, ctam.com is another destination for you. Alison and David Lee Wilson, my business shapers today, they're in the salt business, but they've, they're have prolific entrepreneurs who, with a sense of humour, and uh, more than that, they've also set up and, and run a zoo for 23 years. They had, as you may have been listening earlier, a beautiful oyster business, and now they're successfully promoting the salt business to the world. And, and Alison, um, you are not the only people that, that create beautiful artisan quality salt, but you are certainly the people that are driving that category. Is that a fair point? I think that's that's very fair to say that, yes. When we started off, um, it, it, it was a business that grew out of our CZU. We were looking for year-round income for our staff and ourselves because we used to make money in the summer and then steadily lose it in the winter. And this is one of the things that we came up with. So I continued to run the zoo for five years and David um, went off and learned how to make salt. Um, when we came back, having having learned... We then launched it and people 
were amazed at how much money we expected to get for the salt. Because as you know, you can buy Saxa or something like that for, for pennies. And ours is, is possibly the most expensive salt in Britain, definitely um, in Europe. And we expanded the salt category. We took provenance to a new level. Before that, there was one other sea salt company in Britain. And they they just sold um, without really making much of a song and dance about how they made it or where it came from. But we, we changed that. David, you were talking earlier about um, there's nothing more fun than running your own business and that freedom that you get. And if you're going to do that, yes, there are highs and lows, but you want to have fun. When you set out on the journey as you move from a kind of seasonal business to a year-round business and you worked out finally, I imagine, trial and error, how to create yeah. the best the best salt, what was the best bit emotionally for you? When did you think, I think we've cracked a code here, when did you know you had something bigger than just a seasonal idea? Um, well, I'm really excited by innovation and I knew we had something when we got this first saucepan of seawater and the crystals began to fall. And I walked down our drive and brought the saucepan and put it back on the agar. And you feel uncomfortable uh, doing something as silly as that. But even at that stage, I had thought that there's been a campaign for real ale, a campaign for real beer. Perhaps we could do that with salt. And I found that exciting. And out of that, I applied for a thing called a Churchill Scholarship that anyone can apply for with a British passport and that let me go around the world for six weeks looking at the ways other people made salt and I got excited by finding a museum of salt in Tokyo and I spent <laughs> two days in this museum. It was a museum of salt and tobacco but I left the tobacco and just focused on salt Amazing. and came back and um, we let it grow from there. And and now it's in Waitrose and now you've got it's in chocolate, it's used by Heston Blumenthal. I mean it's it's fantastic. It is probably the number one brand in in the salt in not in terms of size but in terms of the, the quality yeah. that people believe it is. Is that is that right? I I would say so. I think it's recognised as a as an honest handmade artisan product. Well, Alison's being modest. I reckon it's the best in the world to be supplying <laughs> President Obama's chocolates. And we had a, pr- a presentation from Cameron earlier this week when we were at the Royal Welsh Show um, where this salt has got uh, it's a protected food name now like Parma ham or champagne or Melton Mowbray pork pies. It can only be made Anglesey sea salt on our stretch of water. So we've got this the EU commissioner gave us this plaque and it's exciting that's very um, exciting stay with me for more from my exciting and protected species in here the uh, husband and wife duo of Alison and David Lee Wilson time for some music this is Stevie Wonder and I Wish That was Stevie Wonder and I Wish reminds me of 1991 and when I was at university a long time ago. We've been talking about sea salt and um, innovation and protected species and so on and so forth. In your wildest dreams, did you think it would come to this? You know, the Arga trick, the, 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 the going around the world, the, the fact that David Cameron, the fact that President Obama used it, the fact you got it in beautiful Rococo chocolate. I mean, these are fantastic things to have achieved. Does that buzz you or is there something else that buzzes you? I get such 
such a buzz out of it. I can't tell you. I'm so thrilled that people are putting it on their food at their tables. Perhaps even as they're listening to this programme, they're sprinkling it onto their breakfast egg. That gives me a huge sense of achievement. Yes. And that's fun as well. And you make it fun. And we've taken that. We've had we've been trying to get a new building to show people how we make salt. And we had this vision. We wanted a sustainable new building. And it's taken us 11 years, but we opened it this year with a behind-the-scenes tour that ends up with a salt bar where we do a salt tasting. People think that's wacky, but we've had 2,000 people have come on that tour already, and uh, it that's that gives me a buzz, and it's fun to have a vision and then make it happen. You talked about the tenets of the business. You said having fun is one of them earlier. What are the other ones? I think... Um for me, it's treating our staff as we would want to be treated. And it's also doing business with people that we like and we can look into their eyes. Um, all the distributors we work with abroad, we've met them all. We we know them. They've been to stay with us. Um, in the UK, people can come and visit us at any time. We're a very open business. I think that's very, very important that you get on well with who, whoever you're working with. Mm-hmm. And probably for me, my background was first geography and then economics, a couple of degrees. And I, I, first of all, I wanted to work in the Bank of England, but I, I went for an interview and I wore a green suit and we worked out within 10 seconds. I was never going to work there. David's quite colourful, by the way. He's got blue trousers on, nice red red socks here, he's, and, and yeah. sporting a wonderful beard. So he probably wouldn't have fitted in very well in the Bank of England. <laughs> no. It was a good decision, David. <laughs> it was obvious with hindsight. But but, <laughs> but, but that what that did give me was a feeling that I did want to... We had very, very scarce resources, so we had to make them work really hard with family and friends and whatever. And that does give us a a commercial monthly focus. So um, that is something I'm quite keen on, that we have fun, but we try and aim to make the business pay as well. And we're also very, very proud of of being Welsh and being on Anglesey and putting Anglesey on Mm. the map. And all those things are important. If you're listening, you're thinking, what should I do? I suggest you think about your values very hard and do, as they, as Alison was saying, do business with people you really want to do business with. Final chat will be coming up with my guest today. Plus, we'll play a track from Ella Fitzgerald. That's after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal. The way you wear your hat The way you sip your tea The memory of all that No, no, they can't take that away from me That was the inimitable sound of Ella Fitzgerald, They Can't Take That Away From Me. And and one of the song choices of my business shapers today, one next one's come up, and that was Alison's, a family family song. Yes, yes. Ella is a a favourite of all three generations in our family. And it's a beautiful song too. It is. Um, The future in this beautiful business that you have, it sounds like you... It's uh, when people say lifestyle, it sometimes sounds like they're not making money. You, you know, you, you don't talk about your your revenue. It's somewhere between one and ten million, which I love. Stay there. <laughs> don't worry. They're not. They're like. They're, it's like the secret service here. They're not going to tell me, which is absolutely fine. Um, it's fine. It looks like it's doing well, but it doesn't look like money drives either of you in that sense. What does drive you, and what's going to drive the business forward? 
Um, I find it most exciting doing new things and having a vision, researching them, planning them, and then executing them. So the next thing for us is we we smoke the sea salt, um, but we've moved into this new, lovely wooden building. But in the old buildings, we thought I thought we might go full circle and do mussels and oysters again, um, but perhaps smoke them or add value to them. Or so just... you're going to keep playing? You're going to look, uh, look yeah, at Yeah, well, while we enjoy it, we yeah. think we should, and we'll hire better and better staff, um, and we're really proud of the team we work with. And About 20 people in the business, is that yes, right? Give or that's take. Right, yeah. And what about you, Alison? It's clear that David likes to push the push the boat well luckily for our team i'm a completer finisher so what i like to do is to is to bring everything together and to constantly improve it particularly um for for our visitors i like to improve their experience so yes otherwise i think we'd be all over the place frankly (laughs) yeah but that's the thing isn't it i mean it, it it really it obviously works you you're Happily married. He's making yep. an assumption, but they look, <laughs> yeah. they look pretty happy to me. Well, it is. I think it is you know quite I mean? unusual to have a couple who've run three businesses together and They're still married. married. Yeah, I mean, yeah. seriously, I've met a few couples who who were married and they're no longer, but that's fine. Yeah. Oh, but do you? No, but no, no. But you're there definitely. You look yeah. you look super happy. Do you? What about succession and the next thing? What happens then? Because mm. fam, it's family business, obviously, because it's you two. Yeah. Is the plan that the kids, the three children, one of them gets involved more than they are? I know some of them. Well, sort of, that would that would be very nice, but who? Who knows? Who knows? They have their own lives. They they all live in London, but they all help in the business. Um, each has their own talent. Our eldest son um, helps with uh, with the financials. The middle one is a cameraman, so he does all our uh, websites, videos, etc. And our daughter um, does um, recipe development, social media, um, and she does design work. So mm. we are incredibly lucky to have yeah. such talented. People. Yeah, and she's yeah. bridged the gap between um, the island and the capital. So even her website is called Small Island Big City, and she she manages to juggle that. Um, but the succession, uh, while we're enjoying it, will carry on, even yeah. though the beard is white and we're probably old. <laughs> That's David's beard, not mine, by the way. <laughs> well, it's been lovely talking to you both. Lovely meeting you. And thank you for coming to the big smoke from the village, um, as you call it, by the way. I'm not being disparaging. These two did call it the village. So it's OK. I'm not. You're not going to get some anti, anti-Welsh anti sentiment over here. I didn't. It wasn't from me, I promise. Um, just before I let you go, we've had your song choice, Alison. Yep. Um, David, what, what's yours and why well, have you chosen it? I really like George Melly. He's colourful. He wears great hats. He's been to the Bomaris Festival that Alison and I were involved with. We've seen him several times. And um, there's a song called Hometown that I like, and it talks about those country cousins and of mine. And I like to think of us as country cousins who are on the edge of Britain, but actually we can shape things and change things in quite interesting ways. Fantastic. Wow, that's a good explanation. Well, here it is, because you did such a good explanation. George Melly with Hometown. Hometown I want to wander around your back streets Down those tumble-down shack streets That was the song choice of David Lee Wilson, one of my two business shapers today, him and his wife, Alison. And that was Hometown from George Melly. 
Two people that believed in the power of fun to catapult and push forward a business. Great stuff. David, a firm believer in innovation. And look what's happened to that business as a result of focusing on that. And really importantly, both of them believing fundamentally in the power of respect. Respecting each other, respecting the people they work with, and respecting the people that work for them. Fantastic stuff. Join me again, same time, same place, next Saturday, 9am sharp, here on Jazz FM. Meantime, stay with us. Coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.